Welcome to the Beanball, the most exciting podcast about the most boring sport. My name is Joey Price. My name is Brady O'Callaghan. And we are happy to be here to talk about baseball and other things. And Yeah, we're a couple of months into there being no baseball to talk about. Uh (laughs) Um, So... Uh, we have a couple, um, baseball happenings that aren't games that we can talk about. So we're just going to touch on a couple of those today. Absolutely. Um, the, I mean, the big, you know, world news obviously is, uh, the, uh, protests against police brutality and the police state in general of America and, uh how people are responding to it and everything and um so mlb has responded to that um as have just kind of every organization um and some of them you know don't really feel as genuine as others yeah but uh mlb did make you know did say something and that they promised to kind of do better and do the work to be better and and eliminate systemic racism within Major League Baseball, et cetera. Right. They're like, racism has no place. Um, which I guess it is good that they're taking that stance, but insane that they think that it um, has no place uh, in baseball when it's clearly seeped into many, many aspects of it. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, there's obviously the name of the team, the Cleveland Indians, right there. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, I think it's crazy to say that it it has no place in Major League Baseball when you, uh, like, allow a team to have a name like that, that's Mm -hmm. just a culture of people, um, and you just kind of allow for racism through there, you know? Um, there's still people showing up to games dressed up in, uh, you know, native people's garb, um, yep. chanting, um, and s- saying like, there's no big deal, but like that sort of stuff, it- it's ridiculous to, um, say that when that sort of stuff has been used to ridicule, um, and sort of co-opt these people's traditions for yeah. our nation's entire history. Yeah, and of course, it's not just Cleveland. The Atlanta Braves have their history of it, too, and kind of continued practices of it that, you know, they need to look inward in order to actually do something about. Yeah, they have the tomahawk chop yeah, sort of thing, which, like, made headlines. I think we talked about it last year sometime, where they agreed not to do it when they played one team. Um when they played one te- one game against one team, basically, yeah, they agreed not to like do it in the scoreboard, but the fans still did it. Yeah, and then they uh, got destroyed. It was kind of fun. Yeah, it's yeah. I think they you you can't really take their claims that they're going to try to be better um, and be serious about this stuff um, when they allow stuff like that to happen. Yep. Um, for the sake of tradition. You know, what good is a tradition if it's a tradition of <laughs> oppression um, and yep. racism? Absolutely. And then, you know, I do think that, like, 
generally if you're painting with like uh what painting with a wide brush is that what it's called painting broad strokes br- broad strokes i would get there eventually yeah uh <laughs> like major league baseball is like uh, in terms of the players is like a diverse group of people but that uh, there are not that many black players, um, Amer- you know, African American players uh, uh, in the sport. Um, uh, uh, you know, there's obviously a, a lot of Latin American players, um, uh, but I think that they need to do. Baseball needs to do a lot better at kind of finding ways to uh, open itself up in the U.S to a wider group of um people uh in order to have just more uh uh, diversity on its fields as well yeah and that comes down to um you know simple basic things like broadcast rights um you know uh ticket prices um not investing in like uh, community, uh, like youth baseball programs. Um, yeah, we've talked about it, but you know, baseball is an expensive sport to play, uh, equipment wise, and, and things like that. And um, that often means that only the wealthier people can play it. Which means you're also building a foundation for that to not change, as you know, those young uh people age and progress as players they're going to be the ones who show up in major league clubhouses and things like that um there's two pretty great conversations that were um published kind of in the wake of this there's one um through the athletic um where they gather um retired um black players to have a conversation about um, racism in America and specifically their um, experiences uh, playing Major League Baseball. Um, Interestingly enough, they had reached out to current players and uh, every single one of them said like, no, I'm afraid for um, like speaking out will jeopardize my standing with my team and also like my family safety, et cetera. Um, so they could only get X players to uh, participate in this conversation. Um, and there's also one that, uh, like, CC Sabathia put together, um, a Zoom. The athletic one is transcribed. Um, you can find it on their website. And then the CC Sabathia Zoom is on YouTube. It's about an hour and a half long. Um, I watched a good half of it. Um, and it was good and also heart heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, you know. If you're aware of any of the uh, situation that the country is in right now, it won't really surprise you. Um, It is a lot of uh, discussion of um, microaggressions, um, of uh, players feeling like they need to be a, quote, good teammate over... Um, you know, speaking their mind when mm-hmm. uh, issues of racism pop up in the clubhouse, things like that. Um, yeah, and these are like things that can be addressed right there in the moment, but it also you have to look about look at why these things are happening. And I think it it all starts with 
yeah, you're you're building a uh, an environment where wealthy white people can uh, invest in playing baseball, and so those uh, wealthy white people uh, show up in these clubhouses, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know also that like front offices, I imagine, are extremely white and uh, coaching staffs and things like that. And that just, you know, seeps into the culture of it too. Yeah. So I guess we commend MLB for making a statement like that. Um, but proof is in the pudding, um, Mm -hmm. and they have to do a serious amount of work to, yeah, we, we more, more than that, we commend the players who are coming over, coming out and speaking up about it. Yep. For sure. yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, so that's that on that. And uh, hopefully things will kind of improve. Um, yeah. Yeah. Stay protesting. St- yeah. Stay donating. St- stay vocal. That's right. Because um, a lot of this stuff won't change unless there's specific um, pressure and specifically financial pressure on all of these institutions to change. Absolutely. Um, in other baseball news, uh, we're still, there's, there's still no kind of plan or anything agreed upon in place, uh, to actually play this year. Uh, there have been a lot of back and forth negotiations between owners and players, um, whether or not those negotiations have really been in good faith, especially by the owner's side, uh, remains in doubt, I would say. Yeah. Um, so it's looking less and less likely that there actually will be baseball this year. Yeah. And one thing's for sure, um, MLB, the organization, is trying to um, pit their audience against the players. For sure. Um, you know, they've really stayed been saying like how disappointing, um, that the MLB players association is, isn't acting in good faith with the several agreements that we've proposed. Um, and yeah, just hearing from like any of the, the players perspectives, it's like, oh, well that's because your proposals are predatory, <laughs> you know, they're, they're bad. Yeah. 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 And I mean, there's a frustrating thing about this whole thing as well is that, uh, kind of when this all started and the season was postponed and there, th- that first negotiation that happened, they, they came to an agreement. Mm-hmm. Uh, the players and ownership came to a, an agreement about some sort of pay right then. And that when, if there were to be some sort of season that it would be at the prorated uh, uh, amount that players would be owed for. Right. So like this kind of was already decided upon. And then it wasn't until plans started to be enacted that ownership started saying, you know, started claiming that they can't afford it, that they don't have any money, that they they need the players to also uh, take like a revenue sharing pay cut, essentially. And which, of course, by the way, the owners never wanted to do any revenue sharing with players when times are good. Right. It's only when times are bad that they yep. need to do some sort of revenue sharing um and also refuse to open their books to show the players association that 
they are like hemorrhaging money. Right. Um, for some updated context, um, MLB just signed a $1 billion deal with like Turner for broadcast for like this um, adjusted season and like postseason, et cetera. So there's money there. Yeah, there's money. Yeah, that's certainly money. <laughs> um, yeah, I think a lot of people get it mixed up, you know, because the baseball players are um, at the major league level uh, wealthy individuals. They get paid yes. very well yeah. um, compared to your average American. Absolutely. Um, and so you see a lot of people on like Twitter and everywhere else um, commenting with like no sympathy. They're just like, can you shut up and play? You're so rich. Like, what do you need your full salary for? You make yeah. more in a single day than I make an entire year. Um, but it, I, I think they forget the second half of that equation is that um, if the players aren't getting paid, um, who's making the money? It's yes. the billionaire owners who are making yeah. vastly more money than these players. Absolutely. And in what's happening, the, the fact that we're in a pandemic right now, too, like the players are the ones that are putting themselves at risk. So the players and other staff right. are the ones that are going to be putting themselves at risk. The ownership is not going to be do is not going to do that, be putting themselves at risk. So they the players should be paid accordingly yeah. um, uh, in the amount that they have already agreed to be paid. Yeah, they should think about it as an investment in the future of baseball. Yeah. You know, not every uh -huh. business operates on a profit every single year. You know, sometimes there's an investment year. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, and, yeah, and and I I've also seen a lot of like, you know, well, when billionaires are fighting the millionaires, I just kind of I I lose interest. I can't have sympathy for anybody. And, it, and like you're saying, like, yeah, millions of dollars is a lot of money, but it's so much less than billions of dollars. It's so, so much less. Right. That it is clear whose side you should be. Like, if that's your argument, well, million, a million dollars is a thousand times less than a billion dollars. Yeah. So. Yep. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It's. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Trevor Bauer, um, who, uh, Joey and I are coming around to, <laughs> uh, he's good now. We like Unfor him. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, has been like very, um, open in discussing all of this on Twitter and it's really refreshing. It's very nice, uh, to peek behind the curtain. Um, but yeah, it just goes to show, um, specifically, uh, where the interests are for these owners like this Turner broadcast deal um, the agreement of like payment um, for the postseason um, it's like players don't make a salary in the postseason they make a specific amount of like the gate um, which if you're not playing in front of people I that I guess just doesn't exist Right. Um, and then even that's like only a specific number of games in the postseason. And then, you know, uh, owners just make everything else from like this broadcast deal. So it's like yeah. they have a vested interest in extending the amount of uh, postseason 
um, and they don't really care like what happens in the regular season. Yeah, it's so stupid. And I, I, I even think players were kind of willing to like, um, like maybe be okay getting paid for the postseason like later or something like that. There was something that the players were willing to kind of like uh, uh, put off their payment for maybe with interest too. That's possible. Sure. Um, uh, but uh, it's not like they are staunchly against like negotiating with the ownership. It's just that the ownership is not coming to them with any sort of reasonable demands yeah i i mean i'd love to have baseball this year and i know all of the players would also love to have baseball um but they're not stupid you know they're not going to do it uh at their own detriment yeah i wouldn't go back to work for a company that like it's just like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna pay you like shit um so that i can make a bunch of money (laughs) it's like no yeah Yeah, of course not um and it, it you know we've talked about this i think uh uh also but like it is nice to see more and more players um speaking out about these kinds of things Mm -hmm. um and uh even like pretty boring mild-mannered ones like buster posey fucking tweeted about this and it's like he's never said anything like about management before in his life i think all he did all he does is like tweet about charities and things like that sure and it's like yeah if those like uh kinds of pretty milk toast boring players are coming out then you know that like it's a meaningful thing right yeah and that they're like standing strongly in solidarity with each other which is great it's great the more transparency across i guess truly everything um i think people are really coming around to how useful and helpful uh that is for Mm -hmm. bargaining so Mm -hmm. yeah that's good hopefully they come to some agreement um so that we can have baseball this year but also you know i i wouldn't wish for baseball players to be on the losing end of that i agree and and like Football, I think, I think like what basketball and hockey have maybe come to some agreement to come back for the playoffs. I think so, yeah. And like, I don't think those are super great uh, things for the players. I don't think the players are really like kind of getting um, what they should out of those agreements. And part of that is that they they don't have as strong of unions. They mm-hmm. don't have as strong as uh, of a. Uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, yeah, they're players union. agreement. Yeah. yeah, players unions, but also like the uh, uh, collective bargaining agreements yeah. as uh, baseball has. And so, yeah, we're seeing like, you know, it sucks that we might not have this sport, but it's good that it is not coming at the expense of the player. Right. Yeah. Give them an inch, man. Yeah. Um, so... There's that. That 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 covers that. Um, elsewhere in baseball, we have like one more thing that we wanted to touch on, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, controversy sort of resurfacing with uh, the New York Yankees mm-hmm. um, sign stealing, which 
I guess it's not as nefarious as it could have been this whole controversy. Yeah. I, so this, this was like in 2017. Yes. There, they were pinged for some sort of sign stealing thing, which actually I think came about because they called out the Red Sox for their sign stealing yeah. thing that that ended up you know with some retro some some uh uh there was like some sort of investigation that like yeah came back on them. and a little slap on the wrist and stuff so they were uh, already fined for it right um so what this current controversy is about was like a somebody who represents the interests of draft kings and like fantasy baseball whatever, is suing um, Major League Baseball or wanted to sue them for how the sign-stealing impacted, um, like, fantasy baseball outcomes yeah. um, affecting all their betting and things like that. It's so funny and complicated. <laughs> yeah. Um, and essentially what this is all about is just uh, revealing or making public a specific letter detailing uh, the sign stealing. Um, and they, I guess a judge said that, yeah, sure, whatever, you can have access to this letter. Yeah. But it's not really going to change anything. Uh, it's just going to ruin the reputation of the Yankees a little bit more. Right. It'll just make it clear that they were up to the same kind of stuff that, like, I mean, I don't think anyone was maybe doing it on the level that the Astros were doing it. And I've seen a lot of, Astros like fans kind of like throw it back in the Yankees face but it's like even with the Red Sox like we we all know could recognize like oh the what the Astros did was worse than what the Red Sox did right right the Red Sox what they were doing was also cheating certainly yeah but it wasn't it wasn't as bad um and I imagine my guess is that this is going to kind of be close to what the Red Sox were doing and probably not that much more than what we already knew too right uh maybe just a little bit more maybe specific names although will probably be redacted but that's probably a big part of it is that it will like nail specific people yeah um but yeah it's great because the yankees suck yeah and so people being mad at the, mad at the yankees and them coming out of this looking bad is good for sure yeah. I, anything to remind us that the Astros, Yankees, and Red Sox are no good. <laughs> We're all for. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I think it also just kind of does confirm, at least for me, that, like, they, every team was doing this. Mm -hmm. Like, these three just, they were, they're the big teams. The Red Sox and the Astros won the World Series two years in a row uh, while this was happening. Like, the Yankees are always at the forefront of it. So like the hammer that there's more scrutiny on them, certainly and not undeservingly. And they were, especially Astros were like stupid about it and how obvious they were about it and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of this whole system that they had figured out. Uh, but I, my guess is that like, I don't know, 25 out of the 30 teams were doing some sort of thing like this sure. where they were using their replay room or something like that. And honestly, like 
the minute I realized what the Red Sox had done with their replay room, I was like, yeah, you know, if the Giants didn't do that, I'd kind of be angry. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like that yeah. seems like such an obvious thing that you could use to exploit the system. Right. Like, yeah. It sucks that people cheat, but yeah. It's the steroids of the 2010s. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, a little bit. So and yeah, and speaking of that, neither of us have watched this yet, but we are going to watch the thirty for thirty on the nineteen ninety eight home run chase between Maguire and Sosa that just came out yesterday. That people are raving about. They say it's great. Yeah, for sure. So I'm I'm really excited to watch that. It sounds great. I remember that um, era very specifically because when I was very tuned into baseball as a kid. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, I. Yeah, it was great. Sorry. Um, yeah. I mean, speaking of Trevor Bauer, um, I sent Joey this <laughs> Twitter thread um, that uh, I didn't realize was in response to this 30 for 30, but it's him just saying um, Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer. Um, and people just going like, how could you? Steroids, et cetera, et cetera. And he essentially makes the same argument that we have made on the podcast in the be- uh, past, which is, oh, the Hall of Fame is, um, like, about preserving the history of baseball and, like, uh, the major players and storylines, etc. Steroids was a part of baseball at this time. Um, so they absolutely have a, a, a place in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, absolutely that. And if you want to... And on top of that, Bonds was like a Hall of Famer prior to when they think he started to use steroids. And yeah, it's just just let a bunch of those guys in. Let them in. It just let them in. Um, I remember I, I it was either like 97 or 98. I don't know if it was the home run chase, but I went to a game um uh, that McGuire was playing in with my dad and we went early to go to batting practice mm-hmm. and just like it and it was like an appointment viewing kind of thing like the place was packed full of people that were there just for batting practice and he just like put on a show that's great yeah that's exactly awesome. what you want yeah <laughs> yeah and everybody was so excited about baseball for that whole season and yeah it's like too bad that it was that performing and performance enhancing drugs were a part of that, but like, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I just read this book that you have as well. Um, that's kind of about philosophy and baseball. And, uh, my father gave it to the two of us. Actually, uh, he gave it to the two of us, but you already had a copy. Um, yeah, I got to crack uh, it open. Uh, it, it makes the, like argument that maybe we should just allow athletes to use steroids that if they're going to be using them anyway, if we allow it, it'll be more safe for them to use. Hmm. Yeah. And, uh, we kind of don't care about like other ways that people use to enhance their ability. Like we're fine with like surgeries to enhance people's ability, um, which are, you know, theoretically more dangerous, like Tommy and not Tommy John surgery isn't more dangerous, but it uses that uh, analogy of like, well, you know, 
that career would just be over, but we've decided it is okay right. to surgically repair yourself in order to do it. Um, and I don't know. It's an interesting argument. Yeah, I'm excited to read that book. And we'll, yeah. hey, we'll devote an entire episode to that, probably. Yeah. Maybe we'll get Lloyd on to talk about that book with us. We got to get Lloyd on, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he'll really go after you again. I have to imagine he will. <laughs> That's just our relationship. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think that's pretty much it for us this week. That's it. That's all that yeah. happened in baseball. That's everything that happened in baseball this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully, you know, like we said, we want we want there to be baseball. We, we, you know, I obviously wish there was baseball right now. And so hopefully some agreement that is beneficial for the players is made and we can watch it. And if not, there's always next year. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. The Beanball is hosted by Joey Price and Brady O'Callaghan. Our music is by Louis Aronowitz, and our logo is by Diana Kolsky. If you want to reach us, you can email thebeanballpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, wherever you might get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Dude. <laughs>